Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Manchester Football Social. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast. And if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a, a little rating if you can on, to, on this show. It was a, a jam-packed show following from the Manchester Derby. We talked about... Uh, how United fans are, are finding this very, very bad patch. Buzzing. Yeah, yeah. Gaz, Gaz was on the show and he's he's uh, trying not to be too sad. Uh, we talked about the team of the year, whether Pogba should or should not have been in there, some of the positions in there as well that were up for, de- up for debate. And obviously we talked about Chelsea against United, which is probably a playoff for the Champions League next season, as well as, of course, City's trip to Burnley. So thank you very much for downloading and enjoy the show. Manchester Football Social. Hey, I'm looking forward to this one. Excess Manchester Football Social. My name's Gaz. I'm with you tonight. On the show with me, Adam Keyworth here, as always. Adam, you okay, mate? Hello, yeah, good to see you. Good to see you too, pal. Uh, also here, Manchester City's res- correspondent for goal, Sammy Lee's here too. Hello. You literally, uh, we literally had this conversation for the show. Do you prefer Sammy or do you prefer uh, Sam? Sam. But Sammy Lee, when it's all in one go, is all right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Brand, rolls it? off the tongue quite nicely. I quite like that. Uh, and also, to provide the laughs, it's just a Manchester United fan, really. It's, 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 uh, Jamie Hutchinson. Jamie, you okay, mate? I'm good, mate. Probably more tears and laughter from me tonight, boys. Ah, come on. We want you here to bring the mood up a little bit. I'll it, try to. It's me and you as the only Reds in the studio. Well... Sorry, Sam, I know as well. Right, okay. Let's get into it. Only one place we can start today. We are going to talk about the PFA team of the year, previewing the weekend's fixtures. But first, we've got to talk the derby. Were United actually quite good in that first half? That's the first question I want to put to everyone today because a lot of people said they saw a lot more effort, a lot more intent, and that United actually could have got something out of the game if they were a little bit luckier in that first half. How do you react to that, Sam? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did think United were all right in that first half. Uh, I really did. They got a bit of, obviously got a slate in afterwards in like the, the kind of, the, the, you know, the Roy Keane, Gary Neville, Sky kind of analysis took over, didn't it? And, you know, I was in the, I was at the game and I was in the press conference room afterwards and all the other journalists were saying how terrible they were. But when I was writing it up, I went, look, ultimately didn't really have enough quality. And when, you know, when it was one nil, two nil, that was pretty much it. But as Gary Neville said, to be fair, that, I think that was United giving everything. They 
they ran around an awful lot. They did make it hard for City. You know, the City City were knocked off their game for a bit, but the difference is they're good enough to go back to it, aren't they? They're good sure. enough to go back to their game, and they, once they got on top, that, that was the difference. Well, that, that what you said then, they made it hard for City. Is that really the best? Yeah, true. Wait, United, that's not the moment, though, isn't it? At the minute, because that's what David Moy says once upon a time, didn't he? You said before that the derby said, we're going to try and make it difficult That's City. That's the sloppiest I've seen City since they got beat at Leicester in December. Yeah. For 20 minutes. Yeah. They looked nervous. I don't think we was great. I think they was a bit nervy at times. Uh, we put company under pressure. Bernardo Silva lost it a couple of times. Couldn't capitalise on it. And ultimately lacked quality. An incisive pass. Pereira lost it countless times. Fred lost it countless times. And was toothless up front. So we couldn't score when we was on top. And you knew we weren't going to be on top for more than an hour. Mm. So the inevitable happened in the end. I'm, I'm going to be diplomatic. I I thought, I thought for the first twenty minutes that United were good, and they pressed us really well. And that's what teams have had some joy in doing this season. If you press us really well and you you catch us in that sort of sloppy mood, which we were, they look really nervous at the start of the game. Even players like Company who've been there, done that, he looked nervous. And obviously, he hasn't played many games this year. But like like Sam said. Once it got down to it, City's quality, when they went up a gear, and I, I think they did, but I don't think City were anywhere near the best. But, again, that's probably all United could have done. But I, I thought, at one point, if United had scored early on, it could have made for a very different game. Yeah. But, I, I think like Jamie said, the, I don't think he created anything, really. No. Not, not anything that was clear-cut. Apart from there was that Lingard chance when companies over a kick might have got in his way or whatever. But yeah, but again, that's from an error, isn't it? It's not from yeah. a Yeah, I, I don't think play. there was anything from your midfield that was ever really worrying us. Pogba put in a few really good passes early doors over the top, which was probably your best your best route out, really, over the top of the defence and just try and run in. But once you'd run hard at us for 60 minutes, there was only really going to be one thing that was going to happen because City kind of sat off. We didn't... Don't forget, we were just passing the ball around for for large parts of that game. And if we can do that to a team for 60 minutes, it doesn't matter who you are, you, you're going to end up succumbing to it. And obviously, I don't think De Gea covered himself in much glory, but the, there may have been other chances down the road. We missed a fair few chances as well, I thought we Because were. the Everton performance was so bottom of the mm. barrel bad, and any I, kind of reaction was able to get the fans up and stuff. But if you take it as a whole and you watch the game as an individual game, yeah, we pressured them. Yeah, we put them, forced them into a couple of mistakes. But the quality wasn't there. Well, United have now gone eight hours, 47 minutes without scoring a goal in open play. And I'm not sure what's more worrying for Manchester United fans, a team that doesn't seem to be putting any effort in or a team that just isn't good enough. Well, the effort's for, for, for <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> effort's first and foremost, yeah. I think. I, I thought you had the effort on, on yeah, Wednesday night. There was absolutely no yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever was on commentary, I can't remember. Um, and I watched back the highlights. And the first hour, United just kept running and kept running. And that's, like you said before, is that the is that the stage United are at where running is good enough? But as Jamie said, <laughs> the Everton game just showed if you don't put any effort in, you will get absolutely embarrassed. Yeah. And you didn't get embarrassed on on Wednesday. No. Not by any stretch. It could it could have been worse, but. <laughs> You can just hear Gaz laughing in the background. It's just, it's, it's just it, it must be quite is, depressing. We're talking about Manchester United no, and Manchester There's still City one shot on target and, you know, at home yeah. Yeah. in the Premier League. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing, but this is the state of... It's not, I'm not even surprised now. There is a gulf. There, there is a gulf. Oh, and, 
And you wider than the Grand Canyon at the minute, mate. <laughs> it's what is it? Twenty-five points. Yes, that's just astonishing. Mm. But the golfing class is there. It is. It is that wide. So I said the Moyes thing again afterwards. Yeah, I'm surprised people didn't really go after him for that. We aspire. What was it? We we need. It to was be like more it was like, like City, City are the level, and that's what we need to work to get, to get to. You know why? And it was the exact. It was the, it was the Moyes thing. I but, thought people would have. You know what Twitter's like. I thought people yeah. would have really gone for that, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah one's going to pick on Moyes. Took a championship t- winning team up. Solskjaer yeah. took a team at, at the bottom. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. And Solskjaer will. We we've talked about this on shows before that. Um, Solskjaer will get away with anything, but he's going to be the scapegoat. Inevitably, he's the hangman. The thing is, you could—he's well, not the hangman; he's the man being hung. You could have Michael Schumacher at the wheel. The engine's dead. <laughs> We're going nowhere. It doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who's who's in charge at the moment. The fundamentals are not there. You're saying right at the top, boardroom level. That's the problems at Manchester United. It's fantastic. Owners, <laughs> boardroom, players, and then the man in the middle is ultimately going to get the chop. It's well, gonna, it's gonna be a cycle until fundamental changes. I mean, it? they're not seriously gonna do Mike Feeling as sporting director, are they? I hope it's so. been suggested. Honestly, it's been suggested. It's, suggested. Yeah. it's mad, isn't it? Like, the thing is, with happens. Ed Edward would get a lot of criticism, rightly so. Rightly so. Yeah. Um, however, he is a commercial genius. He's a brilliant businessman. Wait, 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 wait. He's Edward done. He's broke. He's broken sporting records in sponsorship deals. Well, yeah, this is what I don't understand. Though Man United, there was a, 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 a survey that came out a few years ago, which suggested a tenth of the world's population is a Manchester United fan. Who can't get good commercial deals for that? No, he, he still took it from a level that we had at the peak of our powers to a higher level. Mm. Yeah. So he is some great, but the worry is that creates a chaotic transfer scene because when he's out trying to increase our market share in Cambodia, we're going to end up panicked by 100 million on Declan Rice. That's what's going to happen. You can see it coming. Yeah. So we need a football man there. Woodward, go and do your business side of things, host your meetings, do your business lunches. Fine, get on with it. Leave someone get else someone in charge in, of the football. Get, get someone in, we, a football man. We talked about it on the Wednesday show before the game with uh, Jay and Trev. And we, we all agreed that City got it right. We we brought in two men who were doing a very, very specific job. So you've got Ferran, who's doing all the business side of it, and you've got Cheeky, who's looking after the football commercials, so the transfers and everything. United haven't got, from what we can see, any, any real... Any structure. Well, you, you make a lot of money. There's always the argument United are the biggest football club in the world. Currently the biggest business like in football. But on the pitch, it's a million. But we lost Gil, at F- Gil and Ferg at the same time. Mm. That was absolutely huge. It's like losing two parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was just an orphan club with a creepy uncle in charge. <laughs> it's a brilliant way of putting things and what? it's absolutely right as well. That's how it feels at the minute. It feels like the man who's in charge of the business dealings at Manchester United doesn't understand football. Sam, you brought up something before about Mike Phelan. Yeah. You said you don't want him to get direct for a football role at United. Why is, why is that? Well, it's just more like... You think with United and a big director of football, it, not, not, not a personality, you know, not, not just for the sake of it, but, you know, somebody who you think is going to stand the test of time, somebody who's going to come in and make the big decisions and go, we're signing this player, we're signing that player, and the manager will have to work with them, come what may. But it just feels like, if it's Mike Phelan... 
it it just feels to me like he's just as dispensable as Solskjaer. You, you and will, and they'll will, just put, yeah. they'll they'll group both of them in as well. That was a that was a bad period. Yeah. That was a bad decision. Get rid of both of them, and we'll start again. It just feels like somebody, and you know, somebody who's got experience in that role. You know, brokering transfers, finding players, great relationships. Because for all the stuff about feeling, you know, he's he's done a good job as like assistant manager, and he's whatever United have managed to achieve in the last few months, he's played a part in that. But does he have these? There's not, these relationships he's not, in European football? He's not got the gravitas, has he? No. As, um, Edwin van der Sar has been well talked. Well, I don't think he's going to leave Ajax because he's got a great project on his hands. He's there. doing a great job. Van der Sar, though, he's, um, he's more he on the business the side of things. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's more of that Is he MD? Managing so he, director? Oh, he's, 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 effectively, City reference would yeah. be another Soriano. And yeah. United have effectively got that. We would, uh, would I'll tell you anyway. what, though. It all comes down to Manchester United's three favourite letters. D and A. Because that's all I ever hear. And it's fantastic because what... If if you you two especially uh, over on that side, if you two can tell me what Manchester United's DNA currently is, if it means Mike Phelan becoming sporting director, that's I don't I don't get it. No, Solskjaer took your players to the cliff to train before a Manchester derby. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can you can you imagine what he's what, got? What's he's got much in uh, Premier League years. Yeah, uh, look. Uh, during, oh, during so, so here's training. when we were really good. <laughs> uh, but don't forget, I played when we were really good. Yeah. Look, look. Here's where I used to sit in the dressing. Here's where. What is that? People there's, talk about the United way, don't yeah. they? Like it's a, a formula that's that, great. That, that worked 20 years ago and still works now. It doesn't. If we want to compete with the there's, big there's team, te- there's teams like Wolves have a clear identity. Yeah. Leicester have a clear identity. Yeah. We don't know what we are at all. So how can we identify transfer targets when we don't know what style of play we're going to play? No, exactly. That, that's a good point. That because if you look at City, Liverpool, Arsenal to an extent under yeah. Emery, are Spurs. Gro- are grown on Spurs definitely. Wolves, even uh, Chelsea. But, it. but yeah. a, a, a lot of teams have come along now with these kind of philosophies. You know, that was that was a word that was laughed at a few years ago. But now people, can, you can say that with a straight face. I think there's been a bit of a re-education as well in terms of, yeah. you know, fans and media of what these philosophies are. So you could get away with saying the United way or the West Ham way, you know, for years. But now people are like, hang on, City, I've got away. Liverpool, I've got yeah. away. Spurs, I've got away. What, what do you want to do? What are you doing now? And people won't, People don't really fall for it anymore. Now. And that's that's the other thing. When when the two teams came out on Wednesday night, so when the two teams were announced, you saw the City team, you knew which way they were going to set up, how they were going to play, how they were going to try. You saw the United team and you thought, is that three at the back? Is that five at the back? Is that three in midfield? Yeah. Is that two up top? And, uh, at times watching them, it felt like the players didn't really know what they were doing. Well, that's that's that still image of Sane's goal, whether the back four and a vertical, a vertical line going line. up the pitch. Look, the two, se- two centre-backs went with Aguero. About- Aguero did the dummy run and both went with him. <laughs> and then he dropped off him and it would have got a rebound. The last, like, United way is kind of <laughs> fast wingers with, like, Kanchelskis yeah. and Lee Sharp. And now you've got Ashley Young. And- yeah, but that doesn't happen anymore. Sharp. Well. Lee Sharp was on Celebrity Come Down with me last week. <laughs> what's, what's this United way? <laughs> it's the excess Manchester way. Football Social 0345 if you want to get involved with the show like Brian has done regular caller Brian on the phones. <laughs> Brian, do you believe in the Manchester United DNA or do you think it's all a myth? It's gone. <laughs> it's, they sold it. <laughs> listen, the only redeeming factor in, in, in the derby is that we played our part now. You know what I mean? And to be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed with the City fans that are there now. The rest of the Premier League and the footballing world on a whole. Brian, I, Brian, I was on the show when you said that you'd rather play uh, you up front, feeling right back, Ferguson left no, back. Man. Yeah, look, what? I, you didn't need to. It, oh, man. Look, what, what can you say? The way, the, we, if you, the way I look at it, 
it's significant if you look over the Easter period. And you look at it, we were sacrificed against Everton, then against City. United is the new Jesus. We're <laughs> <laughs> so the new Jesus, but we don't come back. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm hoping we are to be resurrected at some point. Oh, but, like, the only redeeming factor, the only redeeming factor, the death of United, you know, that might might save the footballing world from being from Liverpool. That's the only redeeming factor in all of this. <laughs> That, that is the only thing that I'm, that I'm clinging on to. Like, like literally, City have got to do it. If they don't, what do we do? Brian, do you feel safe now that we beat you? Oh, I feel a little bit safer, but it's still haunting me because this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at and thinking, you know what? If Liverpool win this league, they're still in Champions League, so they've got a massive potential to sign big, big players. And then I've got to grow up. My kids coming to me saying, oh, Dad, look how good, li- look how good Liverpool are. They've dominated the league for 20 years. You know, they've gone on, they've done this, they've done... And, and what do you say? We've got to sit through that. Sorry, Brian. Brian, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you have to worry about it. Don't worry. I'm still quite confident that Man City are going to do it. But we're going to go well, into VAR that a bit next more. season. They can't, they yeah. can't get these results again with VAR. Well, Brian, thank you very much for calling on the XS Manchester Football Social. Oh three four five triple one seven six two five. I'm, st- I, I still think City are going to do it. Three games now. I know you won't let, you won't like me paraphrasing this fella, but uh, it is well and truly squeaky bum time. We're going to go into City a little bit more next and see whether uh, the Blues in the studio think, right. well, so just see how well, confident they are. Well, it's, it's, this is where it's weird now. Um, we, we had that period that everyone looked at. It was Tottenham, uh, Palace away, Tottenham yeah. at home, United away, within that little week with the two Tottenham games sandwiched in between. And obviously, yeah, we didn't go through. The Champions League's gone. But we won those other three games. And now... <laughs> Now, we did look at that in the past and think, oh, yeah, and then the three after that, we'll knock them off, we'll be fine. Now I'm thinking, three tough games again. Burnley away, Sunday, you look at it, and you look at it on paper, and everyone goes, oh, Burnley's a hard place to go, and Sean Dyche will tell you, oh, they don't know what they're coming up against. <laughs> Come on. Just, they're, they're safe now. If we can't now be confident after beating United away, after beating Palace away, Tottenham at home, of going to Burnley, who are safe, Mm. then the, the players now are thinking, they're thinking what Pep's thinking now. One game, win this game, one game, win this game, and then, then we're there. But it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be nervy now, I think. But I'm confident, as we said on the City Show the other day, the players now know what they've got to do. It's going to be tough. A few injuries knocking about. I'm sure we'll talk about later before yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in front of the Burnley game. But... You've got to be confident now after those three games. You just There's still a potential banana skin because Burnley have kind of really found some form. I mean, I was about to say, well, they drew against us, United, but yeah, I mean, but I, plenty did. Chelsea away, they played well and they've kind of got a bit of a bounce that was shocking halfway through the year, but it's a, I think City will come through it, but I don't think it'll be I, a I would have been more saving. worried if they hadn't got that result at Chelsea. So they've got something to fight for. Yeah, if they had something to fight for, that would have not. Like, it would have worried me a little bit because then you know what you're coming up against. But I think you've got to be quietly confident. Right? Okay, on the way, we're talking more Manchester City. The injuries, of course, going into the weekend, and uh, just how confident all the boys are in the studio. And also, we've got to talk about that PFA Team of the Year because, um, yeah, one or two surprise inclusions in that one. It's all on the way. <laughs> Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. 
0345 This is the Excess Manchester Football Social Friday Club. Adam Keyworth with me tonight. Sam Lee and a comedian Jamie Hutchinson too, right? Well, it was quite United heavy, that first 15 minutes of the show, so I think like we need to talk about the Blues now. Three games from another Premier League title. Nerves are... I mean, they've probably lessened a little bit, actually, from uh, after Wednesday. But we need to talk injuries. City do have a few players out going into the weekend, Adam. Who's out? Well, De Bruyne's out. We know that. Um, Pep's being quite coy on what's up with him. I don't know, Sam. Has he actually said what's the matter with him? He wants to leave. He's unhappy. <laughs> He's not winning enough. <laughs> no, what was... Hamstring. A hamstring. It was It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. He didn't really say anything. I reckon he'll be fine for next week. Right. Um, he's just going to give him a, a a bit of time. Fernandinho, he said, was a maybe, didn't he? That yeah, he, yeah, he, he said they'll see tomorrow because they didn't train today. So Which usually means he'll be fine. And Gundogan, nobody asked in the press conference, so no one knows, but he, he got a massive knock, didn't he, on his... Uh, he got a bang on the ankle. Was it, it was the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, and then the, he went off right at the end. Yeah, and he was lying with a, an ice pack, but... It's that time of the if season. If it's an ice now. pack, though, that's all right. Then. Yeah, it's that time of the season where the likes of Fernandinho will just will play with with a knock. They're, they're not the type of player who who just won't won't play and sit one out. They'll want to play as well. Um, other than that, I, I imagine he's he's going to rest this week. Well, not rest. I don't think company will play. Um, I think the, hey, so many games going on. Going back to company, since you've just mentioned him, then it, he looked like he was struggling at the start of that game against United. Company, yeah, obviously under pressure. Well, I oh, think yeah. it was less, uh, not less. Uh, Burnley last year, yeah, he was all over the shop again last year. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he, he can do a bit under pressure. You know, he's, he has improved big time on the ball because yeah. if he hadn't, I don't think he'd be in the team at all. Very decent, yeah. So he has improved, but he is still susceptible to. I, to I a think bit a lot of, pressure. of it. I think Osimendi will play instead. Yeah, I do. I think a lot of it is that he's. He's so in and out of the squad and so in and out of the team. And if you don't play as regularly and you're not... He's not as as adapted to Pep's really quick passing across the back. He he never was like that. He's grown into that really well and that's why he's still playing. But if you're being thrown in, especially into the run of games that we've had and been asked to do that all the time, then he's, he's going to be a bit nervy. But I thought he was really good apart from that. He, the same for me against Spurs. I thought he was... Uh, he, well... He had flashes of his old self where he throws himself into those tackles. He did get booked against United and I was very worried then. Oh, I, I thought yeah, after the booking, I thought, thought he was a goner. Yeah, yeah. I but thought I was going to target him. And Zinchenko, I thought. Zinchenko was terrible first. Though. He was very bad. But didn't he end up having more touches than anyone else? He was yeah. in 20 odd, or 27 yeah. or something. Uh, they just keep giving him the ball. Yeah, and Aguero's on, on this run now where of games played. He, he just keeps going. Yeah. He just keeps on going. I, I've, I've never seen him this physically fit. And this strong, and to be fair, I think this is his best season that he's he's ever had at City. Um, for consistency, for the way that he's just given himself up for the team against United. No, he didn't get a goal, but his his movement and his hold up play was just exceptional. So, I think this weekend there'll be a few changes, but nothing too dramatic. There's no serious injuries, so we should be sound. I don't know what's happened. Uh, who knows what's happening with Mendy? Where's Mendy? <laughs> Sam, is he... In Hong Kong, or... A bloke I knew who was always saying, oh, no, they, they don't want a left-back because they're fine with yeah. Mendy and Zinchenko. Spoke to him today, he went, oh, no, no they might want a left-back. Yeah, they're not so sure be. about Mendy. And I think, you know, there was that story about him being out in that in Club Live the other week. Uh, yeah. I've heard he was there on Thursday night as well. Oh, fantastic. Which is before the Spurs game. Maybe so, I don't, know if he, I don't know if he knew he was going to be missing the Spurs game because he was injured, so he was like, I'm not in the squad, I can go out. But if he's injured, presumably he's got a swollen knee. So don't go out dancing till three in the morning. 
And if he didn't know, and if he was not injured, then just do yourself a favour. Not a brand deal with Club Lev, who knows? Exactly, nothing wrong with it. We're enjoying himself. He's fine. But, yeah, we're all fine. Talking of Aguero, though, in PFA Team of the Year. Yeah, that's what I was going to go on to next, mate. Um, It's it's interesting that it's the majority Man City and Liverpool, yet all the talking points seem to be about one man in particular, and it's a Manchester United player. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll go through the full team here. Edison in goal, Alexander-Arnold at right-back, Robertson at left-back, the two centre-halves, Laporte and Van Dijk. No real surprises there. We'll go into that a little bit more. Maybe right back on Basaka. In midfield, Bernardo Silva, Fernandinho, and, yeah... Paul Pogba, the only non-City or Liverpool player in there. Up top, Sterling, Aguero and Mane. So, yeah, only one place we can start there. Jamie, Paul Pogba, you're a Manchester United fan. Are you one of the many, many Manchester United fans who have been getting on on his back recently? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give him my Spanish GCSE to get him to the Bernabeu. I don't care, <laughs> really? mate. Really? Get gone, pal. Yeah, oh, really? 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, this is something that's voted for by football players, by professionals. Yeah, exactly. So he's clearly got a lot of mates in the Premier League, which is probably why he doesn't put a tackle in. That's why he's getting votes. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be there. It's a, it's a, it awards consistency. How can you give a guy an award on consistency? Good timing. When he's dropped... Zero out of ten performances against Southampton and Everton, to name two. Yeah, he had a great month in January, but one swallow doesn't make a summer. Yeah, he, he did have a. He, he had that run just at the right time for the voting. Yeah, but so, players like. So that, what's the story with that? What do you mean by that? Does is the voting like? Um, was it a couple of months ago now? Wasn't it? Is it was in March? Over like the last six weeks. Or six like weeks that. ago. And yeah. It was a very unusual. But time players like um, David Silva, Decore, Jean Martino, Wijnaldum. Wine Aldum at a push. You don't look overly in Um James Madison, yeah. Musa Sissoko. They've all been consistently the good throughout the season. The Tottenham lads. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that. Well, to be fair, none of the Tottenham players, apart from I'd say Son, who was. He's unlucky not to get in, but he's not getting in ahead of any oh, no, front no. three. But apart from that, you can't really, really pick a Spurs player who's had. I think Sissoko's oh, fantastic. been fantastic. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's probably had the strongest of their seasons, but he's he's in no way the same uh, season as Fernandinho, uh, Bernardo Silva. No, I think it should I, be David Silva. I think it should just yeah, be David Silva's had a reverse Pogba. He was yeah. good up until when Pogba yeah. was good, and, and then, then Pogba, he's good again. Pogba was good, got the votes, yeah. and is done. And now David Silva's back for the derby. He was good the other night. Yeah, he but he was good. You know, first part of the season, he's done more than Pogba. Has, See, really, really. One, one position that wound a lot of people up the other side of the M62 up was a goalkeeper. So Alisson uh, didn't get in, Edison did. Alisson's had the same amount of clean sheets now or whatever, he's coming. And to be fair, he's been one of their best signings because he's totally, totally changed that back that back five, along with Van Dijk, obviously. Um, but I think it was right that Edison got in. Obviously, I'm going to say that. I do. I think... It, I think Alisson's the third best goal of this year and I think the second best was Fabianska. Correct, yeah, I would agree. Um, in terms of um, the effect he's had on the team. Yeah, of course. He thinks he's had the most shots saved or shots faced or something. And with Alisson, he has had a couple of mistakes. Yeah, in a couple of this dodgy year. moments. And he's got away with stuff. loads. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one thing with Alisson compared to Edison. Edison's had a couple of mistakes and been punished. Alisson's had handfuls. In some games, he's had two or three and not been punished at all. Much to do with the fact that he's got those defenders in front of him. But. Uh, yeah, Edison gets in, especially, well, we saw the other night, he's kicking. 
is... He's got to assist, hasn't he? A well. joke, yeah. yeah. Um, he is a proper difference maker. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Alisson's made a big difference for We've got him I just think Edison has made more of a difference. He starts yeah. attacks. Even, even more. Yeah. All the time. And uh, Joe, he does, yeah. Joe Hart was on Sky Sports the other night and he was really, really good about Edison. He said he's his favourite goalkeeper ever to watch because he's so different in a game, the way that he, um, he well, he commands his box, the way he comes out for the ball. He's absolutely mad. He's, but he's, no, he's got no fear. He's probably got very few brain cells running around <laughs> in there because... <laughs> on, only because he's very, he's very smart. No, but... He's, he runs out to the ball with his head. Right, yeah. He, he's not, and we've seen he's been kicked in the head before. Maybe we should it's, put Phil Jones in goal. He's like the goalie for me machine. He doesn't, <laughs> he, he, I swear he just doesn't breathe. He's just so cool yeah. all the time. It's Edison or Fabianski for me. Joe, Joe Art said the other night um, that when Edison makes a mistake, the difference between him and any other goalkeeper is he won't even bat an eyelid. He'll pick the ball up, do the exact same thing. It's not even when he makes a mistake. If someone scores... Yeah, he's not. If, the only time he looks happy is if he comes out and punches the ball away yeah, and smashes sad, someone, and then he smiles. Yeah, That's the only time he ever does en- shows any kind of emotion. He's, he's brilliant. And it's, I'm really glad that Aguero is in there. Yeah. He's joint top scorer with Salah. Salah didn't get in. By all, no one's even bothered that Salah yeah, didn't get in. Yeah, yeah. Hazard... Was just missing out. Hazard's on the line. On the line, but Aguero this season, like I said before, it's been for me his best season for City, and yeah, he he deserves it. Uh, And another position which was causing a bit of controversy was the right back position. Alexander Arnold uh, was chosen from Liverpool, obviously, but uh, a lot of calls for Wan Bissaka from Crystal Palace, and it would have been nice to have a player from outside the top six in there. I've got another name. Uh, Matt Dowett for Wolves. Yes, that's that's the one that I would have gone for instead of Wan-Bissaka. I think he's been. Really? I think he's been better than Wan Bissaka. All right, Wan Bissaka is like the. I think United's a link with him. I yeah. I'd welcome that move. Yeah, but I think luck. I think uh, Matt Dowett has had a had a better season overall. Yeah, well, Wan Bissaka is has probably been the best defensive fullback. He's made all those tackles, and we see the stats. Well, he's good going forward, isn't he? Yeah, he is. But I think um, the difference between him and Alexander Arnold is. Well, he's got the crosses, hasn't he? Exactly, Alexander Arnold's crossing and and Robertson. Has he got 20, 20 odd assists between them this yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. Which is ridiculous. Though those two, it makes up for their lack of creativity in midfield. Yes, if they if they can they can play a midfield of Henderson, Milner, and Fabinho and get away <laughs> Just with a it. Just work in midfield. They can work, get away with it. Women like they've got two fullbacks. They'll put a shift in and shift out to the right or left. Uh, yeah. what, what about Van Dijk over Sterling then for Player of the Year? One hundred percent. Yeah, you agree with that? Yeah, I'm not. The, there is no argument for me, and City fans will argue Sterling should have got it for what he's done off the pitch. And yeah, you know what I feel about that. But Van Dijk has changed that Liverpool team a hundred percent. They time. are they are a hundred times the team. If you took Sterling out of the City team for as incredible as he's been this season, City would still win games comfortably. Because of the backup and because of the way we play, if you took Van Dijk out of the Liverpool team, they won't be getting yeah. anywhere near ninety-seven points. Yeah. He's he's probably the most assured defender I've seen, we've seen since Ferdinand Terry. Um, that era of defenders who are not only huge, he is a, a mammoth of a man, but his uh, his touch and his passing. Yeah, not great. only that is his leadership quality as well. Liverpool in disarray at the yeah. back, he's made Matip look good. And he's Lovren. brought Joe, Even he's brought yeah. Joe Even Gomez Lovren. on no end. How much has Joe Gomez improved? Yeah, he's from he's a, a young raw defender. He now looks Van, Van Dijk is yeah he is an incredible, incredible defender. Yeah. Annoyingly, but yeah, you take him out of that team, it's disarray. I think Laporte as well. Obviously, next to him, those two have been. Yeah, I think those are the the best. Laporte's passing is 
like I've never seen from a centre half. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any arguments with Van Dijk and Sterling. City fans will argue, obviously, but <laughs> that's just what, what football fans do, isn't it? What we do really well, moan. I think it was the team was right, barring Pogba, and then there's a couple of little arguments you could have. But the team on the team on the on the whole was. And right. at the end of the day, the players voted for it, yeah. and Sterling voted for Kane. So what does that say? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, on the phone right now on the Access Manchester Football Social, we've got Colin Openshaw. Now Colin's taking part in an incredible event. It's a twenty-four hour five-a-side game at Media City next weekend. Colin, what 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 more can you tell me about this, mate? Well, pretty, well, you pretty much have said it there. It's twenty-four hours football event. Who, who's uh, it for? Well, we're doing it for one of our mates, Tommy. He uh, he has CF, cystic fibrosis. Mm. Uh, I think this will be about our third event now. Um, And we're just trying to get bigger and bigger each time we do something. Um, So this time we come up with 24 hours and did 10 of us, basically. And we're doing two teams, five a side. And we've got challenges coming out um, throughout the day, you know, hourly. And they're going to challenge us for the full 24 um, so we've still got a few slots to fill, and we're hoping mm. being on the radio now, he might be able to help us fill with that. Sam and Adam are just looking no, at the studio. I, I, I think everything's just gone. <laughs> I, th- I think immediately Sam's thinking, "Yeah, I can put a shift in." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, uh, and I was pushing it. Never mind, twenty-four. Uh-huh. Uh, Colin, so how can people get in touch with you to get uh, to get to take part, mate? Well, if you you can go on my Twitter page, it's just Colin eighty six, and this, it keep, I keep posting regularly on there. Um, and you'll see the post that you get in touch with myself or Stuart Morse. And this, like I say, we've booked um, quite a lot of the hours up already, but there is still um, the late shift we need to get filled. So, um, like I say, just get onto get onto the poster and all the details are on there. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Love it. Nice one, Colin. It's a great event, though, happening in Media City next weekend, all in aid of cystic fibrosis. Uh, get involved with this and try and donate if you can. 24-hour, five-a-side game. Thank you very much, Colin. It'll be ace that. Good luck. No problem. Cheers for that. Nice one, mate. Uh, this is the XS Manchester Football Social, 0345 111 If you do want to get involved with the show tonight, you can drop us a text as well, 87711. Uh, on the way, obviously, previewing the big games. We've got... Uh, We've got uh, Kerry from the Chelsea podcast on the show shortly uh, to preview the game against United. And obviously, we're going to be talking City Burnley. It's all on the way on the XS Manchester Football Social. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. It is the XS Manchester Football Social. 0345 If you want to get involved with the show tonight, joining me in the studio, Adam Keyworth's here, Sam's here too, and the red backing me up, comedian Jamie Hutchinson. Jamie, I want to come to you first in this section because previewing United versus Chelsea, it, and it feels like United, Chelsea and Arsenal all around the top four, but it feels like they're all competing to not finish in the top four <laughs> at the minute. Seriously. So what I wanted to ask you ahead of the game, who's in the bigger mess right now? Chelsea, Arsenal or Man United? I think we're in a bigger mess, but I think we'll be- we beat Chelsea on Sunday. Ooh. Just. If, if United beat Chelsea on Sunday, that's top four well and truly on. Oh, uh, go, go down to goal difference and then we've got Cardiff and Huddersfield last two games. So we could batter them and get in. But... <laughs> 
Um, or you could, you could draw 2-2. Two, two <laughs> yeah. Or it'll, it'll be the most United thing ever, won't it? But to beat Chelsea and then lose to... There's more going on with United. United. That's just a mess. I think Arsenal, Arsenal have got a good foundation to work on. They're away from shocking, but they can improve on that. Sorry, Ball. I don't know if he's going to I think Chelsea's got some problems, to be fair. Yeah. 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 Behind the scenes with Abramovich, I'm sure Kerry can tell us a bit more about that. I think, yeah. I think United's a bit more in disarray at the moment, but I still think we can scrape fourth. I think Arsenal could slip up at Leicester. I think we'll beat Chelsea, and then we could be in prime position. We've got Kerry on the phones from the Chelsea, which is a Chelsea podcast. Good evening, Kerry. You okay, mate? Good evening. How are you all? Yeah, we're all good, good, mate. Well, I mean, the re- the Reds aren't as good as the Blues, but um, what did you think about that? The question that I just asked Jamie there, mate. Who's in the bigger mess at the minute, Arsenal, United, or Chelsea? Oh, it's the fight for sixth place. It's the fight for disarray. It's uh, it's quite interesting because you can actually flip it all on its head and and go. You know, uh, this week. United are more in trouble than Chelsea, but it could all change within 48 hours. So, I don't know. And, and Arsenal really are suddenly campaigning to be considered the, the, the worst out of the three. So, I don't know how it's all going to end up. <laughs> I, I guess if you're a neutral, it's fantastic and fascinating for each of us who supports one of those three sides. It's uh, bemusing and frustrating. Yeah. Kerry, um, what is going on with Sari? Uh, talk to us about what the fans are thinking about him because I, I've seen mixed things on on social media. What what is the general consensus about the manager? I don't think there is a general consensus. I, I think we're, we're sort of so used to managers coming and going that I think a lot of us wouldn't be surprised if something happened. He moved on, and also I think he'll probably get another year. Is personally what I think. So. I, I think he's disappointed some and others. The jury's out. Uh, I think it's taken him time to adjust. I, I also believe that a lot of people don't get the time that they used to get some years ago. Anyone who came from abroad into this country uh, as their first season, whether player or manager, was invariably getting to understand how the game's played over here. And nobody gets that time anymore because the the, the stakes are too high, I guess. So uh, I'm not sure what the general consensus is. It seems to vary. One minute he's being booed and ridiculed by the fans, and then they're going, oh, he's actually doing quite a good job by getting Loftus-Cheek and Hudson-Odoi through and getting them playing more. I, I don't think any of us really know what's going on, probably. Kerry, like United fans too. Sam said before, this this new new wave of thinking about philosophies. The other year, it was it was laughed at. Sari's got a very clear footballing philosophy. Would you give him the time to try and implement that? Obviously, he's only had one transfer window. Would you let him go out and well, if this transfer embargo doesn't go through, would you let him go and try and have another go? Absolutely. I, I think the jury's out. I, you see it in games where actually it works. What he's trying to do implements itself through a game and suddenly it's very fluid-flowing football. The the problem is, in the Premiership, can you do that for 90 minutes without resorting to some other tactic? He doesn't want to, and sometimes you think maybe the players get a bit tired because it does ask for flowing football and people to be moving all the time. Everything is about movement for Sarri. And if you stop for a moment, it breaks down. So, uh, yeah, I I would give him another season because... I think he's only half got the job started. Another year of Sarri ball for Kerry then. Quick score prediction, Kerry. 
Oh, 3-0 Chelsea. <laughs> all right, all right, that's you off the phone. Nice one, Kerry. Uh, that is Kerry from the Chelsea. It's a Chelsea podcast. If you want to hear what the word is on the bridge, make sure you go and check it out. Um, right, let's talk uh, about City Burnley then a little bit. Uh, Liverpool fans have been inundating Burnley fans with requests and a few bribes as well to uh, do them a favour. And uh, that just really shows how big this game could be for the no, title. No, 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 Gaz, it shows how weird Liverpool fans are. <laughs> Honestly, come I, on. Haven't they all been uh, sort of changing their profile picture on Twitter to Ashley Barnes? Did I see that? Yep. You did see that. You did see that. Honestly, this, this is the reason. So I've grown up being brought up to really dislike United. Yeah. And I've never really understood the, the passionate hatred towards Liverpool from United fans. I never really got it. I thought, well, come on, come on, it can't be that bad. It's that bad. It's really that bad. It's, it's toxic, I, yeah. I think. Uh, it's a lot of fun a lot of the time, but I just think it's, it's odd that... Anyway, enough about them. Uh, City Burnley. Um, yes, they've been changing the profile pictures to Ashley Barnes. Um, <laughs> Which is going to be really Ash, funny if Ash, City smash him. Ashley Barnes will play up front, and as Sam said before, you'd imagine Otamendi will play because of that. He's, yeah. Yeah. He would have played company, I imagine, if he hadn't played the last couple of games. But City have just got to be sharp. Got to go go to Turf Moor and do what we did to Palace. Go in early. Try and try and get a goal early enough to calm the nerves. That's going. That's been the big thing. We we've scored. What was the stat? Um, before the tenth minute, we'd scored in how many games in a row? Eight, nine, something stupid. Um, before 10 minutes. So if we can go and do that, it's going to settle the nerves of the fans, the players, as we saw on Wednesday. They've got a bit of nerve about them. Well, they, they, that's, you know, that was doors. the biggest surprising thing for me on Wednesday because whenever I've watched City, that's one thing I thought. I thought they're, they're confident in what they're doing. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They've got the philosophy and they're all going for it. Wednesday was the first time where I thought, hang on. Yeah, they stick with it, though. They'll yeah, stick with I, it. I think it's different as well. Yeah. I mean, United, there's, there's always an aura, an aura around those games yeah. and, you know, it would have been built up to be... And, you know, I think there would have been a bit of a worry about, oh, you know, you know I need a reaction after Everton and the yeah. cliff effect and all that. This but is I, the opposite. I mean, look, Burnley could be... They, they they can make things difficult, but, I mean, jo- Jamie said earlier about um, potential banana skin, but I remember saying that to you before the Palace game. Yeah, that one those, worried me. The, yeah, those ones are normally when, you know, the team goes and they don't... They're maybe not taking it seriously. You know, the motivation's not quite there, but, you know, City... They know what they're playing for. Yeah, but the, if they win it, they've only got two games left, and this the, is probably their toughest game out of the way. The motivation so now the motivation is, is go and win time. three games of football. That's all you need to do, and that's enough motivation. Plus, for they've players. got a lot of the team there that's been there, seen it, and done it. Yeah, yeah. well, you mentioned before off-air, and that's what me and Sam talked about in midweek, that we played company silver Fernandinho Aguero because they played for, obviously, for the, the talent, but a lot of it was about experience playing company. And... David Silva in the role that he played. So Burnley will be tough. We know what they're like. But if we get an early goal, they don't need the points, Burnley. They, if they needed the points, they would have had to come out and it, it could have been a bit of a brawl. But I think if we score early and we punish them, one thing we've been guilty of, I think, this season is not taking chances. And we have been sloppy. I know we've scored just mountains of goals. But we have. What was it, 157, 150, the most of any yeah. English team in all competitions but ever? Still it is, sloppy. It's true, though, isn't it? We... We've yeah, missed a yeah. lot of chances in games where we've gone 1-0 up and then we wobble a bit. But this is just another one of those games where I get it won and just get out of there and hopefully without any injuries. You, list, you listed three players then and described them as you know very experienced players that are important yeah. to a title-winning team. Company, 
Silver and Aguero. Yeah. Right. Now, in contrast there, they are the three big experienced players in City's team. On yeah. contrast that, compare that to United. And like the three most experienced players in United's team right now. Who is it? Smalling, Smalling Jones Young. and Young. Yeah. Does, doesn't that show you that it's just... That, build a statue the, of them the outside the ground. The players that we've been keeping and the players that we're giving contracts to yeah, and the players that are allowed to become experienced aren't the players no, that deserve it. There's no spine to our team at the moment. It's just... Spineless. Yeah, we are. Toothless. Everything else. One, nothing. one player who I think will play is Sane. I think he'll start. He, there's been this thing at the minute where he hasn't started big games. This is a big game. But I think he'll start. He's fresh. He looked really lively as well when he came on against United. And you put the video on Twitter. It was very oh, clever, yeah, yeah. That, by the way. Um, Why? Just because it was just guaranteed. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was guaranteed. Oh, what's this? What's this? It, Tell me about this. Go on, you describe what happened. Well, just basically afterwards, because, you know, modern journalism and all that, I was writing, and I, but all the City players were going over to the, uh, the away end just clapping and all that. So I was like, right, I'll get a video for this for Instagram or Twitter or whatever. But in the middle of it, Guardiola went straight up to Sane and just like tapped him on the shoulder, like and I ruffled him by by the hair on the back of his head, and he turned around and gave him a hug. So I was like, right, I'll clip that up, ten seconds, stick it on Twitter, and obviously people lapped it up. It's because, tough love though, isn't it, with Pep and Sane? And yeah, he said that he went. Sometimes I'm really critical of him. Sometimes I'm. I don't think he was harsh, but it was along those lines. Sometimes I'm harsh with him. To it worked when he came on. Some some players Pain respond change. to that. Yeah, there's yeah. different motivations. People. That players respond to, so yeah. it's it's getting the the best. Pep's good at that. He's good at being when to really stick calm and nice and speak really highly of some players who probably don't need it as much. And then like Bernardo Silva, he... well, he doesn't mind praising Bernardo because he knows Bernardo is not going to go. Oh, the boss loves me. I'm fine. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to ease off now. But he knows that. I mean, he's even done it with Sterling. He always says yeah. when he's asked about Sterling, he can still get better. So he knows how to pick and choose. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that Alex Ferguson used to say. He mm -hmm. used to say, you know, we'll play like Nanny, you'd have to put his arm around him. Or we'll play like Rooney, you'd be able to rollock him at half time because yeah. he knows that's what would get the reaction. Stuart Pearce hated compliments. Stuart, Stuart, Stuart Pearce oh, hated God. compliments. I don't think he had a lot I'd of compliments. Yeah. I still love TV, for, us to, for us to have done an Amazon documentary when Stuart Pearce was in charge. <laughs> so I would have loved to when have he brought seen David his, James his team front. talk <laughs> with, his, with his little teddy. He probably made the little toy give the team talk at some point. So. <laughs> I'll be honest, as, as a United fan, I can safely say that Amazon documentary would have been a lot more entertaining if it was made 20 years ago. <laughs> what, um, score-wise, I want to know what you lot think about the United game. I know that Kerry said 3-0, because who knows? I think, it's, I, think, I think we'll try and do a job on Hazard, which we have done in the past. Youngest yeah. pocketed Hazard in the past. McTominay. Way back in his golden years when he was 32. <laughs> Um, I think we'll put, and Nerea previously as well I think we'll put Scott McTominay on him both teams are toothless and both teams are defensively fragile so it's going to be a terrible game of football but interesting all the time all the same it actually intrigues me so I think yeah. it'll be 0-0 um, or 1-0 to either team I think it'll be very close and not high scoring Sam you ain't got a clue have you? no I haven't really I mean I, I do tend to think a team with a plan will normally get a better result than a team with no plan. And, you know, for all Chelsea's faults, they do they do have some idea what they're supposed to be doing and the United don't. But just there's no consistency about either side. You don't know what to expect from either side. Score draw. I, I, honestly, I have no idea. Score I'm, draw. I'm, I'm usually very pessimistic. They're the most pessimistic team for a game, Chelsea, traditionally for me. Yeah. I'm quietly... Especially away. I'm, yeah, I'm... I'm quietly confident this week that uh, we'll just edge it. I have a feeling we might, you know. I have a feeling a few of those boys are going to turn up and realise this is it. This is last chance. Chelsea 2-0. Yeah. 
United don't win on Sunday, that's it. We're not in Man United yeah. in the Champions League next season. So City, Burnley, I will go 2-1. Sticky, tough, get out of there. 2-1, just. Yeah, probably 2-0 City, I think. Yeah, yeah convincing 2-0. Two, yeah, one Take of those a while that, to break them down. Yeah. Similar to United game. Yeah. You, you want, is that, is that what you want in Jamie? Then? We're at reckon, Burnley level. <laughs> I reckon one of their centre-halves will score some stupid goal, and but then we'll win. 2-1. Sterling's redemption. Sterling always seems to struggle oh, there, doesn't yeah. he? And obviously he had that bad miss last season, which he really beat himself and up And he about. will be booed from, from, exactly, from yeah. the, uh, the kick-off. Because so, I mean, it's don't kind, that when, one's kind of written in the stars, isn't it? That yeah, he's don't forget when uh, Sterling left Burnley as a kid. Not. Excess Manchester Football Social. Thank you very much if you've tuned in this evening. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Right, well, that was fun. Thank, thank, <laughs> thanks, everyone yeah, in the studio. Always nice doing that, 48 hours after losing the derby. It's always, always enjoyable. It's always nice doing these Friday shows when United have lost midweek and mm. City have won, even more so when it's uh, it's been the derby. But thanks, everyone, for getting involved. Thank you very much for listening and downloading the podcast. And like we say, if you could, please subscribe and leave us a lovely rating if you can. Thank you very much. Bye and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Because this is the end of the podcast. I'm just going to say it. Really hope City win this weekend. (laughs) It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.